Hi friends, Alyssa here. So I gotta ask, are you totally loving this podcast? If you are one of the countless people who have reached out to me and let me know that an episode moved you in some way, made you laugh, made you cry, taught you something, made you inspired, or made you feel like you were sitting down with a couple of girlfriends It would mean so much to me for you to review this podcast on iTunes. Without getting into details, this is a major measure of how iTunes helps our podcast get seen more often. As always, your love and attention means the world. Now, on to the show. Hey JD Tribe and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck, a 52 card deck where journal prompts meet oracle cards to bridge inspiration with action to help you live your best life full of self-care and personal growth, which is now available to shop at thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. I am your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today is another hostful episode with me, myself, and I talking all things signs. So this is going to be an episode that is all about the body talking to you and the universe talking to you all through different signs. This is a really fun topic, and I want to encourage you to go to the show notes for this specific episode. I mean, I always encourage you to look at the show notes because now we have them and that's super exciting as this podcast progresses and we keep getting deeper and deeper with things. So we have show notes now for every episode from here on out. I want to encourage you to go to the show notes today for this one at thejournaldeck.com forward slash episode 24. That's episode 24. Because I have for you a free um, worksheet and it is going to come up with some questions for you to help you create a universal sign. It's going to have a daily prayer for guidance from the universe and a prayer for if you have a specific question to ask the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. So that freebie worksheet is at the show notes. Again, thejournaldeck.com forward slash episode 24. So be sure to check in with that when you are done listening to this episode. Okay, so signs. I really could have called this episode weird not weird. I could have called it hashtag weird not weird. But I felt like that probably wouldn't be super descriptive if you didn't know what I was talking about. So why could I have called it Weird Not Weird? Well, that's kind of a little bit of an inside joke for um, my tribe of folks, especially that are local in Pittsburgh where I live, because I started calling things that were happening you know, in a very synchronicity type way, I started calling them weird, not weird moments. And then I started kind of saying it so much that other people, like in my local book club, for example, they started saying like, oh, I had a weird, not weird moment happen. Like I had a really, you know, synchronistic moment happen. 
a sign, something happened that was like, oh, it was a sign from the universe. Um, you know, it meant this or it meant that. And so I could have called this episode Weird Not Weird, but I felt like that wouldn't be super descriptive if you weren't really in that like inside circle that's super local here in Pittsburgh, even though you guys feel like you're definitely, you're in this other tribe, you're in the JD tribe, right? So now I'm inviting you into the Weird Not Weird space, but anywho, that's a side tangent. We are talking though, things that are synchronistic, things that feel weird, not weird, that you think, that was super weird, but then again, it wasn't weird at all because it was like, oh, that's just the universe talking to me, right? It's a sign. And if you're like me, you really do believe in science, right? Um, I'm going to share with you in this episode my experience with science and how they have proven to really help guide me in my life when I've been in some really difficult situations. And I believe that universal signs and also my body have given me signs to let me know that everything was going to be okay, to help me make a big decision, to help me to trust and to know that I was on the right path. Okay, so that's where we're going today. I'm going to walk you through some real life experiences and examples in my life that have proven to me that signs are real, that the universe is listening, that it has your back, and that you can really ask the universe for signs. You can ask your body, you know, you can tune into your body and really listen to it, and it will all talk to you. Your body will talk to you. The universe will talk to you. It will kind of like give you a thumbs up, right? That's what I think of. When I think of universal signs, I will get into it, but when I see my universal sign, It's like a thumbs up from the universe saying like, yeah, girl, you're good. You're on the right path. This is good. Um, That's how I look at it. That sounds kind of funny, like the universe is giving you a thumbs up, but that's really how I view it. And I've also used it um, to ask a question like, you know, I, you know, give me this if this is the right answer or give me this if that's the right answer. And that's also really served me in the past. So I'm going to break it down for you with my real life experiences to help you better understand how to use signs. Maybe you already use them. If so, then maybe this will just help bring some more clarity into that practice. Or if you've never really asked for a sign or if you're not sure if you believe in them, hopefully this episode, I think it'll really help prove to you that there is a higher power out there that has your back and that is really um, there for you if you can tune into it and just listen and be aware and see what is right in front of you. You just have to open your ears and really open your eyes and open your heart and soul to what is trying to come through for you. All right, so let's start with um, my first real experience that I would say with universal signs, with the universe talking to me. So I would say that my first, hmm, my first book, like my first self-help, whatever you want to call it, self-development, personal growth book was The Secret 
by Rhonda Bryn. I'll put that in the show notes. I still believe that that book was such a catalyst for everything, for why I'm sitting here recording this podcast, for why I have the journal deck, for everything, for why I teach yoga. It's it's everything. It was a catalyst for me. And the book is really all about the law of attraction and the belief that everything has energy, that thoughts have energy, you know, that thoughts become things. And without going all the way into that topic, because that's its whole other, that's a whole other show, a part of that book was talking about signs and that you could almost kind of test the universe and ask for a sign to see if, you know, this whole idea that thoughts become things, that everything has energy, that the universe has your back, to kind of test the waters and ask for a sign. So when I first read this book, I devoured it. I mean, totally devoured it. I think I got it because I watched it on Oprah (laughs) back when Oprah was still on. I miss those days. And I would watch the Oprah Winfrey show and Rhonda Bryn was on and they were talking about The Secret. And I immediately, for some reason, was like, I need to read this book, even though I had never done any kind of self-help books really before. And, you know, something just pulled me to it. And I was really inspired and I bought the book and I devoured it. My mom read it really quickly, too. And I carried that book with me everywhere. I called it my Bible. I mean, I literally carried it with me everywhere. Maybe you guys have something like that, too, where you carry it everywhere you go. But this literally, I would call it my Bible. And the pages started falling out. I mean... I still have it, and it's just a mess. I mean, the book was a thoroughly loved book, right? It's like a yoga mat that's just, you beat the shit out of it, and it's dirty, but it was a well-loved book, and I still have it. So this book, again, it said, you know, test the waters, ask for a universal sign, you know, put that thought out into the universe that you want to see something, you know, pick an object, and... Not necessarily something that like you see all the time because, you know, that's not really helpful. If it's something that you're going to see all the time, it's like, can you really be sure that it's a universal sign or is it just like, yes, of course you're going to see that thing because you see it all the time. So it said, you know, pick something that's fairly out of the ordinary, but that's not maybe totally ridiculous that you're most likely like not at all going to see. But for me, the thought that came to my mind, for whatever reason, I don't know why, was a redbird. And I said, okay, I haven't seen a redbird in a really long time. I'm going to ask for a redbird. Universe, give me a redbird. Help me to believe in this whole idea that thoughts become things, that I am powerful in my thoughts. You know, like, help me out here. Throw me a bone. Throw me a red bird. Help me to believe in this thing. And this was at the beginning stage of the woo-woo life, right? So it didn't happen right away. It maybe took 
I don't even remember at this point. So I was still in high school when this happened. And I'm 27 now. So that gives you some reference. And it maybe took a week. I could be wrong. Maybe it took two weeks. I'm not entirely sure. It definitely did not take longer than two weeks. And I believe that, you know, the more in tune with you are with your signs, the kind of faster they come to you. But... It took a little bit of time in the beginning, and I remember I was sitting, I think, at my sister's new apartment on, I think I was on a, a bouncy ball or something like a workout ball. I was sitting on some odd object and watching the news. We were helping her unpack, and don't you know... They did a zoom-in shot of a redbird on the news for some reason. I don't know what they were talking about. And this redbird shot up on the screen, and I literally almost fell off of whatever I was sitting on and was like, whoa, that's my redbird. That's it. And it was like a whole segment on redbirds or something. (laughs) And... I literally just couldn't believe it. Right then and there, I was a believer. I was like, okay, I believe in this thing called the universe. I believe in this idea that thoughts become things, that I am powerful, that my thoughts are powerful, that I can attract things into my life. And from then on out, redbirds were my universal sign. So that sign has been with me since I was in high school. And I kind of, you know wasn't so into the whole woo-woo world. I think I kind of put it on the back burner a little bit. Um, I guess I wasn't ready for it. You know, things come to you when they need to. And I didn't really get back into this whole world until after college, probably because, you know, I just, I was, you know, I was focusing on being in college and partying and um, (laughs) getting good grades still. You know, I really had a good balance there of um, partying and getting good grades at the same time. You know, total good straight-A student over here. But I partied a lot too. So, you know, I got that out of my system. And then I got back to the woo-woo world. And that's whenever I was like, okay, I'm going to have a yoga career, career and I quit grad school and like all these things right after I graduated college. And then that's when I started stepping back into this whole universe world, right? So I had my Redbirds still, like I remembered that moment. I still had this, the secret was, I still really did, I think, believe deep down that I knew that there was this energy in the world and I started tapping back into it after college. So that's my first encounter was the Redbirds. And I still, to this day, when I see Redbirds, it's like, whoa, you know, I, they make me feel magical. They make me smile I feel like it's, again, it's my thumbs up. It's you're on the right path. Like everything is good. I have your back. And I feel very magical and very happy when I see them to this day. Because I don't see them like all the time, right? Okay. So that's my first experience. That's my Redbird story. I want to transition to perhaps, you know, one of two, what I'm going to talk about both really potent stories I have, experiences I have, examples of signs in action. 
And the next one would be butterflies. And I touched on this in an interview I did over on the Truth and Dare podcast with my friends Ali and Carly, who were both on my podcast. I will link to my interview with them in the show notes. But I talked a little bit about butterflies and the universal sign of butterflies for me during a really hard time in my life, which I've talked about plenty of times on this podcast. And that was whenever my boyfriend and I, um, we had split up after being together for 10 years. We're high school sweethearts, went through college. And through all of my growth and things, and we really grew apart, you know, we were not growing together. And I really believe that I needed to be single. He needed to be single. We needed that time apart. But I won't act like it didn't hurt like hell. I mean, it was literally the most awful experience in my life to to walk away from that relationship, not knowing if we would come back together, but knowing that we were in a really bad place. We were really not getting along. It sucked. And, you know, it's still hard to kind of talk about, but you know, I knew deep down that we needed to separate. And a part of the reason I knew that was my signs. My friend Emily, who was on my podcast, I think in episode number two, very early on, and she's a good friend of mine. She even lived with us for a time, me and Brad. And so she really understood our relationship, I think, and saw everything happening and the disillusion of it. And she said to me, very matter-of-factly one day, well, have you ever tried to just ask the universe for a sign? And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, but I haven't ever asked it about, you know, in a while. And I haven't asked it about this specific situation about me and Brad and, you know, should we separate or not? And she just prompted me, well, then why don't you just ask, you know, give me this for this and give me this if I should do that. So I I came up with this idea and I said, okay, give me ladybugs if I should, you know, if we should continue to work towards this or give me butterflies if I need to let him go, if I need to let all of this go, this relationship and let it dissolve. And I, I think I, I, said it in a prayer one day, probably after a yoga class that I did at home by myself or after meditating or something because I was spending a lot of time healing, you know, being outside, meditating, doing yoga outside by myself and really being alone outside helped me heal so much and praying. So I asked and I I said that ladybugs are butterflies. And my... Goodness, it couldn't have been, it might have even been the same day, the next day. I was driving, this is like part one, I was driving from finishing teaching a yoga class and butterflies just like were all in front of my car as I was driving. I saw like five butterflies just in front of my car and I thought, oh, butterflies, And, you know, that felt like reassurance, but it for some reason didn't feel like huge. I don't know. And 
I, you know, I, I, I thought of it, but I think it also felt bittersweet because the butterflies were the sign that I needed to let him go and that I needed to let the relationship go and just see where it went and I need to stop trying so hard and just really stop talking to him and everything. So I continued on with my day and then again, maybe a day or two later, it was the weekend and I went to this charity walk for a children's hospital in Pittsburgh and it was the first ever walk that they did and because of that, they did something special and the something special that they did was, I shit you not, a release of the butterflies. And as I was standing there next to my sister at this charity event and watching the stage, seeing them release, you know, hundreds of butterflies, I'm just getting emotional even thinking about it. I started bawling and my sister thought, that it was only because my boyfriend was my ex. He was actually there as well, but he was with his family and I had seen him and I knew that he was there, but we weren't together. Um, She thought that that's why I was crying. And granted, that made it a thousand times harder knowing that he was literally in that space. And I think that that was even more potent that he was there and really meant something, even though we weren't together together. But really it was... I started crying because I saw these freaking butterflies while he was there. Like, whoa, right? I mean, I I could hardly believe it, but I knew, I'm getting super emotional just thinking about it, but I knew, like, yeah, okay, universe let him go. Let this go. Let this relationship, let this chapter as it is, let it go. Move on. And if you come back together, it's meant to be. And if not, then that's meant to be too. And it's going to be okay. And it was so quick that I saw those butterflies from asking like literally two days, maybe max three. And then it was so many fucking butterflies. And We were in the same space, but yet we were far apart. And it was such a universal sign. That was my butterflies. I didn't get ladybugs. I got butterflies. And I got them, you know, in a vast, huge amount. So I wiped away my tears. My sister, you know, rubbed my shoulder I didn't tell her about the butterflies, but that was it. That was my sign, and I we totally stopped talking after that for a solid amount of time, you know, a couple months, and didn't really start rekindling again until in the fall, which I'll get to, um, when I had more signs happen with my body. But I even got more signs with my butterflies because that that summer, um, which that 
was in June when I saw the butterfly release. And then maybe in like July or so or August, I went with my nephew, with my sister, again, same sister, to um, the aviary in Pittsburgh. And we went and saw that they had (laughs) this thing called the butterfly house. And I thought that it was like always there. I didn't find out until later on, pretty much much later on, that this butterfly house that they had was not always there. It was a special thing that you got to go into the house with all the butterflies. And I got to literally hold butterflies on my finger with my nephew, my little nephew, and my sister. And it was so special. And I was so scared to hold these butterflies because I'm so scared of bugs. And to me, they're still a bug. But I did it. And I held the butterfly. And I have photo proof of me holding these butterflies. Maybe I'll even put a picture of that in the show notes. And... um yeah, really magical. You know, butterflies are this symbol of like rebirth, right? And that destruction leads to creation. That metamorphosis, as Daniel Laporte says, author Daniel Laporte, she says, you know, metamorphosis is naturally destructive. And that was why, you know, the butterfly, it just meant so much. And that's what was happening. And it was so beautiful. So those are my butterflies. So that's huge right huge universal signs butterflies to me to this day butterflies are super special just like redbirds okay so another example and this is with the body so this is with my body giving me signs and talking to me I really believe the body talks and okay I got off of um birth control And I had been on it for our entire relationship. I mean, from the time I was in high school, I'd been on it for, oh my goodness, I'd probably been on it for eight or nine years, which is a long time to be on like a fake hormone in your body. And I thought, you know what? Now I'm single. I don't need this. I'm definitely not being sexually active. I am just, you know, I don't need this. I'm going to clean everything out, like total refresh. So in January of that year, when we had split, I was like, I'm getting off with all of it. You know, I'm not going to be on the shot. I'm not going to be on the pill. I'm not going to be on anything. So I cleared it out. I had a normal period in January, normal period in February. But then in March, things started to get weird. And by the summer, I was so effed up. I mean, my cycle, I was getting a period every other week I was bleeding. So I... You know, from March on, it was just fucked up. And I went to the gynecologist and was like, you know, can you check me out here? This isn't normal. I'm bleeding like every other week. This is like I have no other symptoms. I'm just bleeding. I'm, I'm not getting cramps. I don't feel ill. I don't feel nauseous. I'm not getting headaches. Like I just have to consistently have a, like a, a light pad or a tampon in. And this is annoying. And... They did like all my hormonal testing and all that fun stuff and they did an ultrasound and basically it all came back and they were like, "Eh, we don't know, like you're fine, there's nothing abnormal here, you're good, your hormones, you have a, you know, your luteinizing hormone and all that fun stuff, like everything appears good, we think you're still ovulating and I'm like, how could that even be, I'm having a period all the time. So they were like, oh, maybe this is just your new normal. And I was like, fuck that. I refuse to believe that this is my new normal. This isn't okay. 
So, you know, that further proved to me that, you know, their answer was maybe you just need to be back on the birth control pill and it'll help regulate you again. And I'm, again, fuck that. I, I no, I don't want that. I, I want to be clear of all this. Eventually, one day, I think I want babies. I don't want to be on birth control. I want to be clean. I want to refresh, you know, fresh start from everything, from the inside out. And so I started looking into like holistic things and I started drinking dandelion root tea and started taking Hawaiian spirulina and all this other stuff and healthy fats, all that good, all that good shit. So, okay. Um, I, I really think looking back, my body was shedding, literally, like physically it was shedding. Like I had to, you know, they said, oh, it should be all back to normal within a month of getting off your period. Like the hormones are out of your system from the birth control, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, freaking right. Being on it for nine years, how on the how could it not be affecting you? Um, That makes no sense to me. So my body was like trying to, you know, regulate itself, figure its shit out again and rebalance hormones. And I was trying to help it as best as I could with food and diet and exercise. And obviously I was super stressed. So that wasn't helping with the period situation. But a lot of times that makes you not get a period. And I was just constantly having a period or what they just called bleeding because they said you can't really call it a period if you're getting it like every other week, you're just bleeding, which Hello, that seems really bad. <laughs> but anywho, so I was shedding. I was physically shedding something. So when I think about that on a, you know, a symbolic way, I think the body was really giving me the sign of this whole period from like March until Brad and I started talking again, because I'm sure those of you that know, if listened to this podcast, we did get back together in the fall. But from that whole period when we weren't together, I mean, I was shedding, shedding, shedding a lot of, you know, old beliefs and all kinds of things, including like physically shedding and having a cycle, having a period and bleeding. And you know that when you are on your period, it's supposed to symbolically mean like it's this new cycle, right? You're starting over. You're, you're shedding. You're letting it go. And so I was just, I guess I needed to shed a lot when I look back. And so there's that aspect. And by the time fall came around, the body talks. I mean, hello, body um, and signs from your body. I shit you not, when we started really being closer again like talking not even like having sex or anything like that guys just feeling like I had intimacy again intimacy again with someone on that level you know him holding my hand again and getting those butterfly feelings again and feeling like intimate in that way close to someone in I think October or November when we started feeling like intimate again on that level of closeness again not physically intimate just like person to person level um like I know you you know me we really still will always love each other you know what is this what's happening I got my period for the first time normal 
Like I had it one time that month. And it was amazing to me. Like I literally was like, holy chakras, right? The chakras are these, you know, energetic, imagine these swirling energy points, seven of them in the body from the root all the way up to the crown. And I was like, holy sacral chakra, you know, your sacral chakra is your second chakra right there in like your low belly, the hips, that whole very feminine area where we house our sexuality and relationships and creativity and money and like all those good things. And oh my God, like holy sacral chakra right? That's literally what I said. Like, wow, that was a lot of healing. And I think it was being healed with my period and him and I talking again and feeling close again, that that's when, of course, I would get my period a normal time only once that month. And then from then on out, it was normal. There might've been one hiccup where I got it like a little, maybe twice in one month, but they were pretty still far separated. But from then on out, it was pretty, it was normal. It was a normal period, like once a month. And I even told him about it. And I was like, babe, like, this is so wild. You're you're not going to believe this. But if you don't believe in like energy and chakras and the, you know, that the body can talk to you and there's these signs from your body and that you know, there's some things we just can't fully understand that there's energy. I mean, holy shit, it's right here in front of you. Like, look at this. And that kind of made him giggle. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a miracle worker over here. Like, I'm a healer. We kind of joked about it. But I really do believe that there was such a healing that happened from us coming back together again. And so that was my story of my period. (laughs) That was my story of the body talking to me. It was quite amazing. And that was a sign from my body. So I got my red birds, I got my butterflies, and I had my body talking to me with my period, with my cycle. So I want to turn it over to you now. I want you to think what could your sign be? What could your universal sign be? When has the universe talked to you? Are you open to hearing what it has to say? I have come up with a bit of a um, a worksheet that is going to help you to do just that, to come up with your own universal sign. Because every time I tell these stories, the first thing people say is, I don't know what my universal sign should be. Like, what should it be? I don't know. They kind of just, they get nervous. They get like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to pick the wrong one. You can't pick the wrong one, by the way. But I've come up with this worksheet and I want to help you. So as I said at the beginning of the show, it's in the show notes at thejournaldeck.com forward slash episode 24. And it's going to help you by um, asking you a series of questions to come up with your universal sign. And by the end of it, you'll have your universal sign. Woohoo! And I also have on that worksheet a daily prayer that you can use to ask for guidance with your specific universal sign. And I have a prayer, a very simple prayer, uh, a line that you can use if you have a specific question that you um, want to ask the universe. 
where either you ask for this sign or you ask for this sign. So I also have that if you have a specific question that you want to pose to the universe, to spirit, whatever you want to call it, God, kind of insert whatever works for you, whatever higher being works for you. Again, that is at thejournaldeck.com forward slash episode 24 to get that free worksheet. All you'll have to do is insert your email and boom, it'll come right to your inbox. So signs, um, I believe that they are vastly important. I believe that they can help you. I hope that this episode has helped to, I guess, prove to you, show you in some way that the universe is really listening, that it does have your back, that you, if you are willing and open enough to receive the signs, that it will talk to you, that your body will talk to you, um, and that you are very powerful, that your thoughts are very powerful, and that if you can have this co-collaborative relationship with the universe, that it is always listening and that it is always talking to you. You are always having a conversation with it. If you would only listen and if you could only help yourself tap into it I promise you it's there it's listening and it wants to work with you okay guys that is a wrap thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the self-care spotlight brought to you by the journal deck if this podcast moved you in some way I kindly ask you to review it so that we can continue our mission of spreading self-care and truth your love and attention means the world to me Until next time, I am Melissa Cousins signing off for the journal deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.